what's poppin' everybody? Welcome back to What Girl and her mother-in-law. Oh, shit. Happy fucking Thursday? I had a Monday. chance. Is it? It's happy fucking Monday. <gasps> it is happy fucking Monday. I'm so sorry, guys. Happy fucking Monday. How dare I? Hope you're having a lovely Monday. Um, Happy April. Oh my goodness! Yeah, it's April. It's April. We've got which means what? It's our favorite. Good segue. I suck. Listen, I try. <laughs> that was a good segue. <laughs> um, yeah, if you're new here, hi, welcome to a girl and her mother-in-law. We put out episodes every Monday and Thursday, and on every first episode of the month, whatever that lands on, you know, we just let the calendar decide. We do three favorites of the month. And that's what we're going to do for you today. You know, it's kind of hard to do favorites when you really don't do much. What if we you did? Know? What if we started doing one favorite every Monday? Just like one of, of the week. I'm saying I can't do three in a month and she wants to do one every every Monday. That's only four. <laughs> I can't do three. She wants to do four. <laughs> like she's let me off the hook. How about we just like, do it once? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm gaslighting you. Oh, damn it. Because <laughs> then it could be like, oh, what, I've, what have I been loving this week? Like a product or something that I've been okay. loving. We it, can try it's it that idea. way. We what do you try. think? It could be a good segue to start the episode, you know? Okay. Yeah. Look at that. Look at that. It's live, what? Um, um, brainstorming. Brainstorming, yeah. Every wow. Monday. Every okay. Monday, our, our recent favorite. Okay. It might so be less after pressure. after this? After or- this after Monday. this one, so start next Monday. We'll just yeah. do one little thing. Yeah, okay. just something we've been loving. That okay. could be fun. It could be. And it could be a little less pressure coming up with all three. That. It's a lot. Yes. Yeah. Especially since we like forget about it, and it's like, oh my god, favorites today. And I just sit here quickly thinking, looking about- through our pictures in our Amazon history. <laughs> <Wait>, what? <laughs> like I haven't even ordered anything on Amazon. How dare I not be ordering? <laughs> I feel like weekly is better too because a month is a lot to like. Like, yeah, for somebody like yourself like that is like comings and goings and got a million things going on in their life, yeah. No, but so do you, though. I definitely think you really? come up with something weekly. Oh, yeah. Maybe. For sure. Okay. As humans, we just come across new things, you know? Like, even if it's like, I don't know, a snack, you know, how you or a recipe or, you know, things like that. Yeah. Okay. Things like that. Yeah. Uncut jobs. Like, like, my first favorite. Okay, go ahead. It's Anna. Inventing Anna. That's what Zayn and I are doing today. We're having a date day at home. And you catching up? We're going to watch our show. Mm. We're, st- we're still on episode two. You Wait, guys. Did we watch three? Terrible. Oh, we're on episode three. All right. Anna Delvey. What is it? Inventing Anna? Anna Delvey. Inventing? Inventing Investigating Anna. and fucking. No, Zayn always says investigating. It's inventing. <sighs> yeah. Uh, if you guys favorite. have not watched it, listen, just. Her voice, like, <laughs> just goes through me. It's terrible. I've seen a lot of people say that, that they couldn't watch the show because of it. Yeah, but I I agree, because Everhead put it on, and I was just like, I was actually working on the computer, and her voice, and I'm like, I, I was literally going like this, like, trying to, like, cover my ear with my <laughs> shoulder. Cringing, physically cringing. And uh, I just became more, like... I went from being busy on my computer to, like, close my computer. Sorry. And, uh, yeah, then I got really interested in it. Mm-hmm. Especially because it's based on a true story. You yeah. know? And it was like, holy, 
holy balls, you know? So if you can get over her voice, I think it's an interesting story. It's a Mm -hmm. fucked up story, but it's interesting. Mm -hmm. So uh, that's been my favorite. Yeah. I haven't even finished the show yet, but I was interested in the real story. And I, I know that Call Her Daddy, the podcast, did an interview with her, so I actually watched that. It spoiled a little bit of stuff. So, like, if you if you guys haven't finished showing you you don't you care to like spoil it, then don't watch her real interview because she does talk about the show a little bit and like what's real, what's not. Right, right. Um, and she was like, in episode eight, da 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 da, and I was like, oh, <laughs> didn't get there yet, but it's fine. I have to tell you also though, even with the with her interview with at the ending of the show when she starts talking about more stuff. You just never know what to believe, what comes out of her mouth. And that's exactly how I felt with the real interview. But that's what I'm saying. So she's like, oh, that wasn't real, but you never know if it was, you know, because she could be just fucking lying. (laughs) And it's like, I think she, I think once a person lies, you ever get tangled in a web of lives and people are like, wait, is that even true? Wait, Mm. what's the truth? I think that's her. I think she don't know up from down, in my opinion. In my opinion, yeah. I think she just, I think she lies so much she believes herself, you know? Yes. She's so. like manipulating herself. Oh yeah, exactly. Fake it, see it, make it yeah. to the extreme. When you're done with the show, you need to watch that interview. I am done with the show. Oh, yeah, oh, you yeah, fin- yeah, totally yeah, finished. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. so then definitely. Watch I watched that. the interview. The whole thing? Uh, no, not the whole oh. thing. Most of it. Oh, uh, it's her fucking voice for me. Real, even her real voice. Oh God, yeah. See, but I and you're saying to- it doesn't sound no. the same, and yes, it does. I mean, Zane agreed with me too, yes. right? Zane, I think Zane said it sounds just like her. It's definitely very similar, but I think the show is way more exaggerated. Like, if I listened to the interview that uh, Alex did with her, uh-huh. I would have been like, oh, she just has an accent. Like, I wouldn't have thought anything of it. It definitely sounds like Valley Girl mixed with an accent. So it's a little interesting, but... Interesting? That's well, what you call interesting. I don't think. <laughs> I don't think it's that weird. Oh, I can't stand her voice. The the real one and the actress who I think did a phenomenal job sounding like her. And I was just thinking how difficult that must have been to sound like that. Oh. I'm curious. We should put up a poll on our Agamal Instagram story when this goes out and ask if they think it sounds like the show is accurate or not that accurate. Okay. I definitely feel like the show is a little exaggerated. I mean, she's a great actress, and I think she portrayed her, like you said, the characteristics and the way she manipulates and how she, just her facial reactions. Like, I think she did a great, great job. But I do think that her accent is definitely exaggerated in the show, for sure. But But I think the whole story of it is very interesting, and I am glad that I watched the interview because... I don't know. I going blindly into the show. I was a little bit confused about like what was even going on mm-hmm. and like what she was trying to do. So to hear her like real interview like gave me more insight into the show. And now I feel like I'm enjoying the show even more. Like I almost want to go back and like rewatch the first two episodes now that I know what the storyline is because we just went into it blindly. I mean, I went into it blindly. I went into it not even knowing what the hell I was watching. I know. And, <laughs> no, because ever was watching it, and then like I remember at I don't know if it was like the second episode or the third. I was like, this really sounds familiar, and I looked it up because I was like, why does this sound like something that happened recently? 
It's because it was based on a true story, but I didn't know when he was watching episode one or two or whatever it was that it was based on a true story. Yeah. But it definitely caught my interest before I knew. And then once I Googled it and I was like, oh, shit. Okay. And then it really caught my interest, especially like Zane had said, it's more interesting because it was here in New York. I know. And it was recent. It's not like it was done yes, 50 years outdated. ago. Yeah. It's current. It's now. 100%. So um, it really did catch my interest. Yeah. And I don't think it's necessary to go back and watch because I think, I think, I think episode three and four, I think that's when it really starts to like. It's getting a little more spicy. Wow. Yeah. yeah. And then you, that's what I'm saying. Like you catch on what she's doing. Yeah. You didn't need to, like I didn't hear her interview I'm to know like, what was happening. I'm just like episode one, I need to know exactly what's going on. <laughs> I I mean, I get it because I was like, what the hell? Her right. voice, it was so distracting. Yes. And then, yeah. But if I knew beforehand, like, oh, it's like this girl that tried to do this, this, this and that, like it would make more sense to me. Mm. of like the storyline but yeah but you 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 would catch on because i i didn't see the interview and i watched the whole yeah. thing so i, I never heard it. of her before this i did i yeah, mean i, I didn't did. know the name but i remember the story, the story and mm. i was like why does it sound so familiar and then when i looked yeah. googled it i'm like because oh, it is that's yeah. why um but yeah <laughs> crazy so that was my first that was my first favorite that's it did it entered it entertained my month for sure that's that's a good favorite. Yeah. Um, okay, my first favorite. <laughs> Sorry, guys. It's my book. I started reading it this month, and it was my favorite. So that's my favorite. We love that. Love that. I finished it. I started reading the second one yesterday. It's called Winter in Paradise by Ellen Hildebrand. Hopefully I'm saying her name right. Eileen. It might be Eileen. I need to look that up. It's very rude of me to keep mispronouncing her name. Somebody tagged us in something, and I'm just going to go thank her, so I need to look it up and see. Oh, here she is. Okay, so Elizabeth from our group, she tagged you and I in a post on Facebook, saw this today, and I thought of you guys how cool. It's a dictionary and a bookmark in one. So you know how like we're always like we need an easy read because we don't understand words or what words are. And I always make the joke like I got to look up words when I'm reading. Uh, it's a dictionary bookmark thing. What do you mean? It's like an electronic dictionary it's, bookmark thing. It's like a thing. touch thing. You can like, look words could, up. It was in Target. Let me see it. Hold on. I'm a visual person. You know the Kindle, I think you can just hit the word and do it. I need to look into if I should get a Kindle. She's coming. She's on her way. Oh, you just type in the word and hit go. Tell me how convenient that wouldn't be. Especially if you want to leave your fucking phone at home. Right. Because I will Google shit on my phone if I'm ever. But I think that's clever. And it's a bookmark. Like, thin enough to be a bookmark. That is pretty cool. And I, yeah. At Target. Target. That's very interesting. I love that people think of you and I just like when they're strolling through a store and see something like, oh my God, that's so great for Alyssa and Jerry because they're dumbasses and need to look up words. <laughs> no, it's true. I kind of, what I've been doing is just using context clues. Yeah. And I'm like, 
if I don't understand this word, it's not going to like ruin the whole book. You know what I mean? Like sometimes I just scroll past it and I'm like, that probably means that. Oh God, the, je- the need to know Jerry needs to know, know though. If I come across something I don't know, I need to look it up. So yeah, but I'm also not reading because my eyes are so terrible lately. Mm. So if I get my eyes fixed, that might be something that I'm interested yeah. in. But if like, like you said, I, if I'm like really invested in the book and I don't want to like pick up my phone just to look something up, I just want to keep reading. You know, mm. so I'm just like, I kind of understood what you she think, meant by okay. it. Yeah, but I do want to look into a Kindle because like yesterday I went into the city and I brought my whole big book with me. You know what I mean? I think Kindles are like nice and small, right? Like you could just slip them into a pocketbook. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I do like the idea of a physical book. So I'm like torn. I don't even know how much a Kindle is, but maybe it's worth like sometimes if I want the physical, sometimes I can have the Kindle. I don't know if it's like an investment. Huh. I have to look into them. But apparently on a Kindle, I think you can just tap a word and it'll tell you what it means. Oh. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that's a thing on the okay. Kindle. Like, it has, like, a little dictionary thing in it. Interesting. But I could be wrong. But I'm pretty sure. Maybe, I don't know. I heard somebody talking about it. Maybe they were talking about their iPad. I have no idea. Anyways, maybe I'll look into the Kindle. <laughs> but I have been loving that book. And I'm on the second one. Um, I don't think this is a spoiler. But I will say, in the second book, it starts off with like saying, okay, skip ahead if you want to read the book. This might be a little bit of a spoiler. In the second book, it starts with her on the beach, because I told you it's about her husband that had died Mm -hmm. in a helicopter crash. And she's like laying on the beach and he like comes back. Like he was like, oh my God, like, hi. And like, whatever. He comes back, basically insinuating that he was still alive. He didn't actually die. And then she wakes up from a dream. Because in my head, I'm like, how are they going to continue this book for like another two books? And then I was like, oh my God, he's still alive. That's how. And then she wakes up from the dream. Uh, talk about a tease, man. <laughs> so there's been, yeah, so there's like a lot of like twists. But anyways, so really enjoying that. Uh, what's your second? Stupid, I know. So don't make fun of me. Ardeen. Or Den. You know, I always called it Ardeen. How do you pronounce it? Oh, the store? Yeah. How do you pronounce Ardeen. it? Ardeen. Ardeen. I was in there with Aaliyah a while ago. Ardeen. A-R-D-E-N-E. Ardeen. Yeah. And the announcement, like their commercial, was calling it Arden. No way. And I'm like, it's not Arden. I'm going to still continue to call it Ardeen. So if it is, well, I guess it is because it was their announcement in their store. Really? Yeah. It's stupid. It should be Ardeen. Anyway. They have really inexpensive shoes, and you and Zane got me shoes, ever got me shoes, and I, for my feet and my back, the cheaper the shoe, the better. <laughs> because it has, like, the ones that ever got me are, like, it has, like, that little wedge, like, that little air bubble in the heel, kind of. The sneaker? Yeah. Uh-huh. But, um, I think because it makes me walk, like, as if I'm... It's too like, much shape? Yeah. So mm. it, like, makes my back uncomfortable. So you need a flat shoe. So I need a flat, flat, no. Okay. And Ardeen has them, and I love them. And you're was, flat-footed, right? You don't have an arch? Yeah. I have a little bit of an arch. Okay. But Ardeen has these, like, slip-on, you know, I could wear them on a walk, I could wear them with my leggings, and they're just, they were black with a black sole. And I went there, and they only have black with white soles, and that shit drives me crazy. But I wore them yesterday, and I felt so fashionable. <laughs> I felt very comfortable is what I felt because yeah. I wasn't wearing those sneakers that put mm. me on an angle. And, and the fact that they were 10 bucks, I mean, you can't go wrong for 10 bucks. Understood. Love yeah, that. Love it. So, yeah, my Ardeen little 
$10 sneakers. Love them. Okay. And what's yours, ma'am? Um, mine is my Polaroid camera. Aww. Which is so basic, so it's not really anything like game changing, but no, I've really been it liking is. it. Um, I bring it with me like on little vacations, and I'm just like, oh, let's snap this. Like uh, when we just went to the Poconos, they had like the indoor pool. And so I had my mom just take like a picture of me and dad in the pool, Aww, you know, or like sweet. outside the house, we took like a selfie. Um, and I brought it to Texas with me when I saw my sister, and we took pictures on it of a, us like eating cheesecake in the hotel room, just like silly memories like that. So cute. That I want to capture. And my sister got me for Christmas like a little album for them. So, like on the side, you can write like the date. So I would, I'll write like the date and like what we were doing. Cute. You know, very, very cute. I don't know. I, so I about do about building it, memories. Yeah. I think of like my kids one day and like having like a book that they can look through and be like, oh my God, look, that's like. My mom and my aunt, you know? Right, right. So, That's so cute. I, I really like it. There's so many ways to capture memories nowadays, but I think that one just gives me like a different outlet of uh-huh. like, ooh, what should I capture with this? Because you can't take a million because there's only so much film, you know what I mean? Right, like, right. it's like special. So, yeah, I, I really got like a, um, a similar one and a couple of years ago for Christmas, and she loves it. And the amount oh, of Oh, I got rid of that one. I got the Fujifilm one. Oh, you did? Yeah, that's the one that I wanted originally. I just fucked up. Oh. Yeah, I sold that one. Ah. It's not, yeah, that one's massive. The Polaroid one? Yeah. Because my point is I wanted to travel with it, and that one is not, like, ideal. It gotcha. was, like, a big, giant block. Um, like, the real Polaroid camera. This one's, like, the Fujifilm mini one. That's the one you're talking about. Yeah, it's, like, that mm-hmm. big. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, and I, she, it's adorable. She's made her friends gifts with it. Yeah. Um, like, Always snapping pictures and stuff like that, yeah. but then she'll make like little gifts for them. Um, she has them. I mean, it's not up right now, but she had them all paper clothesline with the little clips uh, behind her headboard. It was adorable. She loves that thing. Yeah. Loves that thing. Yeah. So it's a different way to capture memories. Yeah. It's adorable. And it's like you hit the button and it automatically prints. Right. You don't have to be like, yeah, I'll go print this later. Yeah. And then you forget. It's like automatically it's done. Like right there. Convenient. Although you can't like. Facetune, or yeah, if you're making I a know. funny face, it's like, damn, I just wasted a shot. Right, right, right. Yeah, well, but, the good thing is that it's kind of like, it's not like it's super not great 4K. quality. Right, but, right, right. Yeah. So you can get away with it. It's yeah. like, oh, the lighting was terrible in my room. Yeah. Like, even the one that my, me and my parents took like a selfie outside of the house that we stayed at, and it was bright out and the flash goes off so it was just like super overexposed but like it's still a memory you can still see us standing there so like it doesn't even matter if it's imperfect which is what I love it's like one shot and done and I love that about it adorable it's not like yeah just keep snapping on the iPhone I just think it's different so I really like that Okay, what's your last? My last, thanks to listen, Zane, for the idea. Because um, <laughs> I have um, my dogs, you know, um, they need their, well, no, my one dog has ginormous claws. She's a super anxious dog and hates to get her nails done. And always an issue because she's intimidating and people are afraid of her and then COVID and it was just ridiculous. But Somebody recommended, and I used him. Uh, it's called Cutting Claws by Matt. He's here on Long Island. We'll travel to your house. He clips all kinds of animals. Dogs, cats, guinea pigs, hamsters, rabbits, you name it. He no. does. Yeah, he does. He cuts their nails? Yep. Hamsters need their nails yeah, trimmed? Well, I mean, he's... Stop it. And guinea pigs. Somebody just posted a picture on Facebook the other day of him doing their guinea pigs. That's adorable. And he's super nice, very friendly. 
I was paying more going to a place that would do Mimi's, I paid more. So the fact that he comes to our house, he's super inexpensive, really nice. And he does, like, if you have multiples after two, it's just $5 per animal more. And like I said, the fact that he comes to the house, what more can you ask for? That's very convenient. You know? I'm very excited to use him for my cats because bringing all three of them sounds like a nightmare and we just don't do it often because it's such a nightmare and it like traumatizes them. So the fact that he'll just show up to the house and just don't. Yeah. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah. So nice. Too. So, so and I loved more. his story too. He has three kids. I didn't ask their ages, but he did say that he's missing um, um, like time with them because he's works. He is a custodian in whatever school district. And um, he works from 2 to 11. And his kids, by the time they get home from school, he's already at work. And then when his kids wake up and go to school, he's sleeping. So he's like, I literally am missing my kids. Something with better so hours. So he said, now yeah. this, he spent the last two years trying to build up. And he is at a place now where he thinks he's going to leave the school and just do this full time. And when I tell you he came to our house, we're like mid-island. Like Long Island, if you look at about the middle point, that's where we kind of are. And... He just—he was coming from some place that was close to Queens, and he goes everywhere. And he lives like out east. Yeah. So he goes anywhere on Long Island. So if you happen to live on Long Island and need your animals' claws clipped, cut and claws by Matt on Facebook. Really nice and guy. And tell him that the Ogden podcast sent you. Yeah, definitely. Um. Okay. My last one, I had something else written down, but I'm going to change the last minute because it's very silly. But I'll tell you guys both of them. Okay. The one that I had written down was Panera because I have just been loving going there, not only for their food, but just to work. Mm -hmm. It's been very, very nice for me because once I step foot in the door, I'm like, but this, but this, but that, squirrel, squirrel, like with everything. Right. So it's been really nice to like just throw in headphones and just sit there. Mm-hmm. And not have anything around me distracting you. Right. Yeah, and um, except the screaming kids, except for the screaming toddler. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but it's nice because it's not always super crowded. It's big, you know. I can like sit in a corner and like have my own space. Nobody. I feel. I feel like if you sit in like a small coffee shop, you feel like people are looking at your computer, mm-hmm. and I'm like editing myself. So like, I don't want people to think like, I'm like weird, like editing my own videos. Mm-hmm. So. Um, yeah, I've been really loving that, and I do love their food. Um, I've really been loving their Mediterranean veggie sandwich. Literally, it's all vegetables with some hummus and, um, like, Roma tomato and, like, roasted peppers. You would like it, actually. Like, lettuce, um, onion on, like, this delicious bread. It's very satisfying. Mm-hmm. You like hummus? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, really good. Um, of course, their broccoli cheddar soup is iconic, and I love the Asian crunch salad, I think it's called, or the wonton salad. I should look. Please hold, because I don't want to tell you guys something and then not tell you what it is. It is called the Asian sesame salad with chicken, and it has like a sesame dressing on it. It is so like refreshing and satisfying. And those little wonton strips, you know what I'm talking about? Those little fried wonton strips. Mm. Oh my God, it's a good salad. Really? Very, very delicious. That's a new a new salad that I tried there. Because I always used to get the chicken Caesar, which I'm kind of over. So um, yeah, really, really, really like that salad. It's delish. Um, anyways, but what I'm changing it to are these Adidas sneakers that I got a while ago. I hope I haven't made these a favorite already. 
I don't think so. They're called the Nizza Trefoil Shoes. I'm probably pronouncing that wrong. They're literally just a simple white sneaker. Um, but mm. I just can wear them with everything. They're like very, very versatile. They're very comfortable. Um, literally, when I went to the Poconos with my parents, I usually pack like at least three pairs of shoes. Literally just brought those because I feel like I can wear them with jeans. I can wear them with sweatpants. I can wear them with leggings. I can wear them with shorts. Like mm-hmm. they just go with anything. They're just like a really good, simple, basic white shoe. And I really love them. So that's my last favorite. We and love that for Alyssa. We will link everything down below in our show notes if you guys are interested in anything that we just said. So that it's easily accessible for you guys. Easily accessible. And that's that she on that. She does things like that. <laughs> she's, she's, she's a lady of convenience. I try. That's how I like to live my life. <laughs> okay. okay. So what's up? Anything new? Advice. Oh, um, I went to the city yesterday. Interesting. Was it fun? It was fun. I have a restaurant recommendation. Oh. It's in Soho area. 19 Cleveland. Kind of like Mediterranean. We got like um, a garlic tomato hummus with pita. So good. We got a gnocchi dish that I want to try to recreate. It was gnocchi with like this creamy sauce with feta, um, some sort of spinach, and almonds, like shaved almonds. Mm. Oh my God. It was so fucking good. So good. I was on a pretty empty stomach and I had one margarita and I was drunker than drunk. <laughs> It's so funny because, like, if I'm, like, eating and drinking a lot of water, like, sometimes I don't even feel a drink. But I was, like, not drinking any water that day. I was empty-stomached, and the drink went down quick because it was and good. And it just hit you like a... Mm. It it hit, um, which was good because I haven't gotten like that in a while. So it was nice to just, like, let loose a little at dinner with a friend. And then we went to an event at the Allure store for the brand Patchology, and it was really cute. It was fun. We made little bracelets. <laughs> um, these little like stones on our bracelet are their new product. It's like an eye roller. And it's like the stones that they used for the roller ball. Oh. So it was cute. It was a cute event. And I was in Soho. And then after the event, I waited 20 minutes in the cold for an Uber just for him to say there's construction and I can't get to you. I said, well, I need to make a train that I've now missed. Because you've been sitting in the same spot for 10 minutes. I'm like, I didn't say all that to him. I wasn't rude. I was just like, I have to make a train. Should I cancel? And he was like, yes, please. I'm like, dude, like, what do you mean construction? Go around the block. It's New York City. Like, I was on Broadway. Like, it's a two-way street. Like, find your way there, you know? Mm -hmm. But the cross street that I was on was construction, apparently. And he couldn't get to me. Well, like, 20 minutes waiting for you? Really? Oh. So I had to call another one. And luckily, he came and he took me to Penn. But I had to get on the next train but it's fine it worked out but that's just my luck and train had to go uh, train (laughs) fran had to get on a uh, bus to go home so she was already gone because she was like oh i don't want to leave you and i'm like well it says he'll be here in three minutes she's like i'm gonna stay on the phone with you while you're waiting and then it was like three minutes five minutes i'm like train it keeps going up it keeps going up and now he's not moving oh that stinks yeah but that's fine it's it's funny how like how 
we how we we are so accustomed to convenience that when we're inconvenienced, it's such an inconvenience. Well, you know, you know me, like in the city by myself at like ten. No, PM, I'm not saying I just was, like, you. Scared. I'm just saying like it's it's just like us with our phone. If our Wi-Fi is down, it's like oh my god. Yeah, because we're so used to everything just being like so. So when it's not, it's like. Fuck. Yeah. You know? Like I, I say it all the time. Things are great when it works, but when it don't work, it's like, oh my God. So yeah. whether it be the Uber who's stuck in traffic or the phone not having Wi Fi or whatever, it's like, damn. Yeah. I wouldn't know? I don't mind waiting for an Uber. I just was by myself in the cold late at night and I was like, fuck, of course this would happen to me when I'm like even scared of taking Ubers by myself even. Now I have to get in this Uber by myself. I'm stuck here waiting at a random bus stop with random like people around me. It was dark. I was just nervous. But I did it. She did it. I did it. She did it. (laughs) Okay. Um, We're going to read some advice emails. Okay. Sounds good to me. You could go ahead and start. I need help. Possible toxic relationship slash baby daddy. What's poppin' girls? Hope you are doing fantastic and thriving. I appreciate you two so much for producing this podcast and making the Facebook group. It definitely helps me not feel so alone in this world. Keep up the amazing work, ladies. You are absolutely amazing. Let's get into it. I've been with my boyfriend for four years now. I'm 20. He's 22. We started dating when I was 15 and he was 17. Our relationship has been pretty rocky from the get-go due to my parents. Quick, Quick backstory so you'll understand everything. We started dating the 15th of December. My birthday is on the 23rd, and his is the 25th. So I turned 16, he turned 18, and my parents weren't thrilled that an 18-year-old adult was dating their underage daughter. As we got closer and I started spending more time with him at his house, my parents did not enjoy that. My home life was at my home life at the time was very rough and toxic, as my boyfriend helped me realize that my anxiety and depression depressed and suicidal thoughts all came from my home life i started to become more distant with my family and spending most of my time with my boyfriend and his family long story short my family does not like my boyfriend one but they are uh, they put a restraining order oh on him while we were in high school to keep him keep me away from him over the years my parents just got just bit their tongues and put up with our relationship fast forward to the days of now uh, to n- <laughs> No, don't tell me that's the saying. Now of days? Fast forward to now of days. It's not nowadays? Like uh, now a days? Is that another one of those things like eavesdrop? Wait, is it? It's not now of days, is it? Oh my god. I don't know. I'll Can you up. Google? I'll okay. Fast forward to now of days. I just had our almost four our son almost four weeks ago the way my boyfriend acted throughout the pregnancy wasn't the way i imagined the way he acted in the hospital kind of mind boggled me he seemed so disassociated almost like he didn't care he wasn't by my side and he was on the phone pretty much the whole time or just laying on the couch mind you from the time i arrived at the hospital to the time i had my son we were there only two hours During the pushing, he came over to hold my leg, but after I had him, they put him on my chest. He walked away, sat on the couch. After all the doctors left, he started drinking and immediately left the room to smoke a cigarette. Go ahead. Is it? It is nowadays. All one word. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I think she was just saying it differently, but I'm looking up now of days and nothing is coming up. 
So maybe she just thought it. Maybe she thought maybe it was she nowadays. Thought, wow. Girl, it's nowadays. All one word. N-O-W-A-D-A-Y-S. Okay. Yeah. See, the last time we were wrong, but now we were right. I was like, Interesting. no, no way. It's nowadays. <laughs> okay. Um, so immediately after she had the baby, he started drinking and immediately left the room to go smoke a cigarette. We were in the hospital for two days, and he slept the whole time. And if he wasn't sleeping, he was on his phone on the couch. He took two weeks off from work to, quote-unquote, help me. But in reality, he just slept or laid in bed on his phone and played Xbox. Almost four weeks later, he's only changed one diaper and only helped me with a handful of times. Never gets up with me. He just seems so disassociated and careless that he now has a kid. I've talked to him about it plenty of times, and he seems to make a new excuse on every point I have to make or almost makes it seem like it's my fault. I've told him I've lost a lot of respect for him in these weeks because of his actions. And his answer is, why don't I even understand what I'm doing? His, sorry, his answer was, why? I don't even understand what I'm doing wrong. And why are you so angry? I moved 1,800 miles away from my hometown and my family almost a year ago now because of him and his family live in Montana. I've created a little life for myself here. I have two jobs that I genuinely enjoy. I have my doctors and my son's doctors are here now. I'm on WIC out here. And I finally started making friends. I just feel like I finally settled into my life in a new state. But it hurts me tremendously that my family isn't as isn't as involved in my son's life and hasn't even met him yet because we live so far apart. So far apart. For my boyfriend to no longer be supportive and for me to feel like I'm single I'm a single mom even though I'm with my boyfriend. Do I go back home? Do I stay here and make it work? Do I stay here and pull away from him? Like I don't know. I'm just lost because I'm not sure what to do at this point. Any advice would greatly be would be greatly appreciated. Sorry it was so long. I just wanted to give you guys as much context so you can give great advice. And she's attached some pictures of her son because he's just so damn cute. No, he is adorable. Yikesies. He's adorable. Uh, this is hard. You think so? I do. I, I think it's hard because... Well, hard for her, but do you think it's a hard decision? Um, I know when I gave birth to my first child... Uh, I, I had the same thing. Yeah. And it was... Like, I inconvenienced the life, and it was hard. I don't think, like, I think the idea of being a dad was great and interesting and fun, and then I think once it came, it was like, a, wow, I can't do this, that, and the other thing anymore. Mm. So I think, and then it grows into it. I think he needs, just like we go through major changes with our body, with our hormones, yeah. now we have this new little human. I think men equally go through that. I definitely think he's being selfish and non-supportive, but when you spoke to him, and I know you said you've done it several times, he said, what am I even doing wrong? That's what he's I not, don't like. He's not seeing it. So yeah. I don't know if you're talking once you get frustrated, mm. because when people talk when they get frustrated, it tends to be loud, mm-hmm. tends to like tune out. Hostile. Yeah, so I don't know... Um, how to make him understand what's going on without 
the frustration or whatever, but it needs to come across. He probably, men, sorry, Zane, I love you so much. Men tend to be a little more oblivious to situations and need to be like, this is how it needs to be done sort of thing. I think women are just much more, I think it comes to us much more naturally. So I think um, making him just do more things, you know, baby needs to change, then don't wait for him to change it, tell him to change it. Like certain things like that I think will help you out. You have to voice it because otherwise you're going to have resentment towards him. More resentment than you already have, you know? Mm. Mm. I don't know. I... I don't know, like, if I, which would never, ever happen, but if I gave birth and Zane sat there on his phone the whole time, slept the whole time, and played Xbox the whole time, that just is not acceptable in my Okay, book. so what would you do? Because It seems like she, she tried to talk to him, no? No, but I'm saying, like, all right, so she talked to him. She, she's he saying sees it's nothing not wrong worth. with it. That's the problem. It's like, how do you not see nothing wrong with, I just gave birth to our child, and you sat there for two days on your phone. Like, how does that not click for you? How do you not see something wrong with that? Like, how? Like, how, like... I get what you're saying. Like, yeah, men sometimes are sometimes oblivious to things. Mm-hmm. I just said sometimes twice. I don't know why. But also, when you explain that and say, listen, like, I just had our child and you're not even, like, tending to me or having conversation with me. You're just sitting there doing your own thing. You don't even care. Like, how do you not listen to your wife and be like, or I'm not sure if you're married, sorry, uh, your boyfriend. How do you not listen to your girlfriend and be like, oh, yeah, I should be there for my child mm-hmm. and, like, take that into consideration. Like, to me, that just sounds like somebody that's not mentally mature enough to be in a relationship and have a child with somebody mm-hmm. if they don't see that when their partner explains that to them. You know what I mean? Yeah, but now what do you do? Um, because she's well, saying, does she go home? And in my opinion, you ran away from home from a toxic, abusive family that you were suicidal and depressed i would not that would be the worst thing in my opinion to go back there like and and to think that you were raised in a household that you were suicidal and depressed and everything else definitely don't go back why would you want your family so involved with your son's life anyway i mean yeah to some degree of course you want them involved in their life but to actually have to like live there if it's a toxic situation no definitely not um for sure not i think the love like I think Alyssa hit it with the level of maturity. Also, when you have a first kid, if you're not... When I had Zane, Uh I was in the hospital. You give birth, they take him away in the little thing, and they bring him to the nursery. I didn't know that there was choices. I could have had him in my room longer. Uh, Because I didn't know. Right, it was your first time. So... He doesn't know. I mean, if that was the situation where the baby baby came out, they wash him up, you spend a little time, they whisk you away, and he's just sitting there, like, bored out of his mind. Like, I'm not making excuses for him. I'm just saying, mm-hmm. I've been there where I didn't know. And it's like, I remember sitting there going, I really want to spend, where's my baby? Like, uh, I didn't realize certain things. So, mm-hmm. again, not making excuses. I'm just saying, like, communication, like, find out why. You know, he probably thinks he's doing... I mean, he literally said he doesn't even know what he's doing wrong. So if he's not seeing that he's doing something wrong, maybe you're not addressing it when need to be addressing it. You're addressing it maybe, I don't know, after you're way frustrated, Mm -hmm. you know? And it's like, yes, I think certain things, like him being on the phone the whole time or whatever, is wrong, but maybe addressing it earlier 
she might did, be better. She did also say here, she said almost four weeks later, he's only changed one diaper. He has only helped a handful of times. He never gets up with her. He seems disassociated and careless. She's talked to him about it plenty of times, and he seems to make a new excuse on every point that she has to make and makes it seem like it's her fault. To me, it's like how she said she talked to him about it plenty of times, and every time he makes it seem like it's her fault and he doesn't know what he's doing wrong. I don't know. I I don't think that you should go home, but I think... She said she has two jobs that she really loves. She said that? Mm-hmm. I don't know what your financial situation is, but in my opinion, if, if I tried to talk to my partner many, many times about, you know, helping me, and you feel like... You said you feel like a single mother. That's awful. And it's like, if you don't feel like you're in a partnership with this person anymore, then if you can financially do it on your own, that's what I would do. I wouldn't go back to a toxic environment. I'd rather be in a relationship that isn't fulfilling me, to be honest, which is both shitty situations. But I agree with Jerry. I don't think that you should go home to your toxic environment at all, especially with your child. Like, don't put him in that situation. Um, But in my opinion, if I was dealing with somebody that I tried to, you know, be like, listen, like, I'm pleading for your help with our child. Like, be there for us and help me. Wake up in the middle of the night sometimes and change the diaper, and he's just not seeing that. Then, in my opinion, what's the point? I think that's what you need to have a conversation about. Where does he feel his role is in being a father to this kid? Because I never had any of that. I never had it, and I had three kids. And you got fed up with it. No. Other things led me that. Mm. I took on the role as mother. I was mother. He was the worker. That was our unspoken assumptions of raising our kids. I was a stay-at-home mom, so I got up. He worked his ass off, so I let him sleep. So you didn't have a problem with it? I didn't. I wish he would have, but it wasn't an issue. Because of the rules. Because of sort of what our roles are. So Mm. maybe your man has this thing where he's like, hey, I work all this time. Well, I mean, no, because you have two jobs. But I'm just saying, like, if you've never discussed roles, I am definitely one that doesn't want, advocates for trying to make make it work than walking away, especially with a newborn baby. I don't think, I think you have to, he both you both have to work harder to make it work life relationships parenthood nothing is easy and it takes work and i understand that you're feeling like you're frustrated because you keep talking to him and you're not getting any resolve maybe therapy maybe he listen maybe he doesn't want to be involved and and he is completely disassociating himself Mm -hmm. well then let it be said so you can move on but i don't i think you definitely at least have conversations not out of anger or frustration and I think maybe therapy and then see what he really truly wants and what you really truly want because maybe you've got the ick already. (laughs) Maybe you've got the ick and you're so turned off by it and stuff like that but I think this also, let's take this as a learning lesson for a lot of people that are in a relationship that wants kids. It ain't gonna fix nothing. (laughs) It's gonna harder. (laughs) It's like make sure that you have some sort of talk because I know I didn't and as much as I did, I've said this whole entire time, I said I was always a single parent raising my three kids. They had a father, but I was a single parent. It's terrible. It is, but it was sort of like an unspoken thing. And do I have resentment for it? A mm, little bit. 
but I also wouldn't have changed it, you know? Like, yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. I just think it's really important not to just throw in the towel. I think you guys need to go to therapy or speak when you're not frustrated. Speak when, I don't know. But do and then you, uh, you have to bring him to therapy because he doesn't understand what he's doing wrong, that he's not helping with his own child? Like, that just sounds so crazy to me. But I get, yeah, try it. I'm telling but you. But it's just like you have to bring your boyfriend to therapy because he doesn't understand what he's doing wrong and he's not helping with your child. Like, how does he not understand that? That's crazy to me. I don't know. I had it, so I know. It's just, it's a, it's a very, it's a very real thing. And I've seen it time and time and time again. With different kinds of people, different kinds of relationship, I just feel so many men feel like their role is strictly breadwinner or that their role is strictly, um, yeah, I guess breadwinner. Uh-huh. And I've seen it. And it's not just with like... But she works two jobs. I'm not... Listen, and like, maybe he's not working not at all. Here. Maybe yeah. he's not. But I'm, that's what I'm saying is... He may feel like he's doing his job of being a dad because maybe that's what his thought processes are. That's what I'm saying. Let's take his this example. His wife is explaining to him, saying, "No, you're not." But we doing don't know that. how she's. Explaining. I mean, sorry, girlfriend. Sorry, I but we that. also don't know how she's explaining it. She could be like screaming, where he's just completely tuning her out, and it could be. Um, you know, maybe she's throwing little hints, wanting him to do it naturally. And I think, I don't know. We don't know how the conversations are being had. Uh-huh. And it is very possible that maybe he just is like, I don't want this kid. I don't want this relationship or whatever. And then he would need to be honest. Maybe you need to sit him down and be like, listen, I've had this conversation with you multiple times. I need you to actually tell me what you want and what you're feeling. Mm-hmm. Because I'm not going to sit here and have you be disassociated. That's not a relationship that I want to be in, especially an example for our child. Mm-hmm. Like, like, be more, like, firm. Yeah. Like, you want to be, are you in or are you out? Yeah, I You're going to put in the time and effort or are you out? Right. I agree. And definitely don't go back home. Do not. Mm-mm. Even if you have to live in the same place that you are now, I don't know. Did they, she say if they're in a house, apartment? They moved. Um, 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 um. I don't know where you are. But if, even if you have to stay fin- for financial reasons and just like sleep separately in the same place mm-hmm. for now, like whatever you have to do to make it work, then do that. But I definitely wouldn't go home. This baby is so damn cute. So cute. So cute. How does he not want to take care of him? Alyssa, you have the jackpot. That's <laughs> all I got to say. No, I know a lot of people that have a great partner. You just have to find the right one. Right, which is why I said let's use this. For anybody who doesn't have children yet and think they want, let's use this as an example. Unfortunate, but let's use this as a make sure you know what you expect out of your partner and what your partner expects out of you with if raising you a child. don't want to take the time to raise a child and do not have one. Because mm-hmm. then you end up hurting people like this poor girl. Mm-hmm. Not fair. Wow. 
I hope things are better because this email is a little bit old. And I really hope that you're in a better spot right now. Yeah. And I hope he stepped up to the plate. Can you let us know? If it was the breadwinning situation, like you said, how your situation was, I could understand more. But she literally says she works two jobs. I don't know. Maybe more context. And who's watching the baby when you're working these two jobs? So he must be like stay-at-home dad. But is no, but really if he was staying home, dad, he would, he would have changed care. more than one diaper. You right. Know? That's uh, what I'm saying. This definitely, I mean, we're missing some info. And yeah. hopefully it's sort of gotten better. I pray for you that it has. Um, but yeah. So anybody listening, again, make sure you know what your expected roles of your partner would be in raising a child if you guys are considering having a child. Right, like, hey, when we have a kid, you're going to change some diapers, right? <laughs> You're going to get up in the middle of the night sometimes, right? And I got to tell you also, <laughs> like, just because they say it doesn't mean it's going to happen. Because I was also That's promised also the world. I was also told, like, you know, Actions I come from a large family and I'm all about family and stuff like that. And it's like, it's different. It, it could be very different. So just be prepared, communicate, try your best to communicate. And yeah. it's all you can yeah, do is hold somebody to their let, word. Just let us know. Yeah, give us an update on this one. That was interesting. Very interesting. Oh, I feel bad. Okay, well, to jump, it says, this is about murder, question mark. Uh, hey, what's poppin', ladies? So I'm listening to an episode from September. I'm really behind. And I hear you guys talking about the Gabby Petito case. And I have to tell you guys to look up the Bob Duke trial. It also happened here in Wyoming. It was super crazy, and you guys asked about how the parents could cover up for their kid. Well, these parents in this case literally had voice recordings of their own son saying that he was going to murder his parents like he did his wife and kid and trying to get a friend to help, and the parents didn't believe the story and said he would never do it, even though it was on fucking voice recordings of him saying saying it, like, hello, are you that fucking stupid? Anyways, my mom was actually in the jury for this case when I was younger, and now when they make new documents, documentaries on it we watch them and I ask her stuff like if things actually happened during the trial or she'll tell me oh this happened instead not that it's kind of fun but also super crazy I was really young when she went for jury duty so I don't remember much besides getting calls from her being in a hotel and she couldn't tell us why or where she was and we couldn't see her for a while I don't know just thought you guys would be interested to hear about the crazy guy from our town that okay, is love you, crazy. Bye. You know, like us parents, I mean, we'll just cover for our kids. I mean, I'm just kidding. Child I would team. never. <laughs> but <laughs> I'm just Especially kidding. Especially with the Gabby Petito thing. It's like, that's your girlfriend? Like, if Zane murdered me and came to you and said, I just murdered Liz, like, cover it for me, you'd be like, oh, well, I would hope. You'd be like, absolutely not. Well, hello. And then, like, Are the they st- fucking stupid? They have a voice recording saying, I just killed my girlfriend? Son, wife, wife, wife and kids, and I'm going to kill my kid, parents too. And I'm going to kill my parents. And they're like, that's not him. Not our sweet little boy, Bob Duke. He would never. Are you kidding me? Talk about having their blinders on. Now it came out with Gary Petito nowadays that they were trying to cover for him. I think Brian Laundrie's still alive. Hot take. Mm. I really don't think that he's dead. I really don't. It'll be something like a couple of years down the road. What? Somebody will like see or hear or. I don't think that he's dead at all. I mean, it's crazy with like plastic surgeries and like 
Oh, everything like changes changed. identity. Yeah, I mean, he could really become a her. Move to another you know? country, exactly, yeah. and just continue living his life, mm. which is a damn shame. Poor Gabby. It's just the whole way it went down of like his parents not showing Horrible. any emotion, his parents not talking to her parents. Like, if they were really on the search for them, like they they his parents would have talked to her parents and like did interviews and stuff. It's Nothing. like so obvious how they were trying to hide everything. And like, have was there even like things of them being sad about their son dying? No. Like nothing. Like he's hiding somewhere. No, at that one point, you saw like him laughing, like the father left. Right. It's like, wait, your son, you you just claim your son that you found, found their remains of your son, and you're laughing. Or it was a placed notebook that had right quote unquote notes from him. E. So I think he's still alive, but. I think his parents are awful, 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 awful human beings for that. Mm-hmm. Awful. Gabby's poor parents. That's couldn't even get a word out of them, and they were dating. That's awful. So so terrible. terrible. Um, that is very interesting, though. That um, I'm gonna actually write it. Case. Yeah, go look into that. I'm sure you'd be interested. I'm sure the documentaries are good. That would be really cool, like, if you were part of a jury and now you see documentaries on it and it's like, well, that really happened or that didn't happen or, like, this was really cool or that was, like, crazy. Like, that would be interesting to watch back on. Uh Uh-huh. You know, that you were part of and you know. Just like the Anna Delvey thing. Yes. It's like the people that were in there that were part of her life. They know. know, It's, like, crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Okay, relationship advice. We're really jumping around here. (laughs) (laughs) Hello, beautiful ladies. I hope you two are having the best day ever. This is not my first time writing in. I'm the girl who wrote in about my boyfriend's custody battle with his ex. ex, His ex? With his ex. um, And also wrote in about her calling me mom. I remember you. Anyways, I'm here for more exciting reason this time. We have decided to start trying for a baby. So my boyfriend and I have been together for a year and a half, and we've been living together for almost a year. Just a refresher, we met on Tinder. He was wanting to have a child with me for a while, but I kept putting it off. Recently, I went to the doctor and discussed my options for preparing my body someday to have kids. I was told that because I have PCOS, I should start trying sooner rather than later if I if I was in a position to. I have always wanted to be a mom and the possibility of not being able to um, hit hard to have kids, sorry, be able to being hard to have kids, it's so scary. So we talk and I prayed hard about it and we are going to start trying next month. I am so scared and ridden with anxiety because of all the things with PCOS that can affect pregnancy. I am 24 I don't smoke and don't drink, and I have lost over 15 pounds in order to get to a healthier BMI. I have a lot working in my favor, so I'm staying optimistic. Good for you. Besides, I'll take this as an excuse to have more sex, if anything. (laughs) (laughs) We haven't told anyway. We haven't told anyone, so it's going to be an absolute shock to everyone. Well, except my Agamel fam. So here's where I need advice. I've been thinking more and more about getting legally married at some point before we bring a baby into this world. For the record, we are not engaged, but we have talked about it. I have never wanted a fancy wedding because I hate being the center of attention and my boyfriend does not care about having a a wedding either. I have always wanted a sweet proposal that means something 
to us without having people around. But I have always wanted to be married before having kids. So so I could have the same last name. I know I want to marry this man because clearly commitment isn't an issue since a baby a baby is a lifetime commitment. So in my mind, I'm just like, why wait? I haven't brought this up to him because we just made this big decision to have a baby and I didn't want to make another big decision based on that. We would most likely just go get married legally or have a little ceremony with family and a little photo shoot after to take pictures and announce it. So ladies, what are your thoughts on this? We have no pressure to get married or have kids. Do I talk to him about the marriage thing now or do I give it more time? Marriage is more of a priority to me than it is to him, but he knows how important actually being married is to me. In the most recent episode, Alyssa, you made a good point saying you don't want to force someone to propose and you want to have it feel special and have them... Do it. Do it because they want to marry you. And that's most definitely what I want, but I'm just so torn. Working magic ladies, (laughs) I'm ready for some advice. (laughs) (laughs) Mm, Okay, quickly. Go. Because I know Alyssa's going to have some. I would just say, put it out there. I agree. Just put it out there. I just, you know how important being married is to me. I want our child to have your last name. Right. Which is a a big compliment. And I would love to have your last name as well. Yes. Um, And and see if he gets the hint. (laughs) Because you do want that special proposal. Yeah, maybe do a little winky eye as you're saying it. Make it like playful. Like playful. Like just saying. Like imagine like I came home one day and you cooked dinner and you made this great surprise. How could it be like I had your last name and like our baby had your last name. (laughs) Um, and like we don't even have to have anything big. Like yeah, how cool would it be? Like I mean, a just like a little photo shoot to announce. It. <laughs> like, Better yet, why don't you just have him tune into this episode? <laughs> there you go, buddy. Listen up. Get the ring on the finger. It could be a ring pop. Okay. Uh, go get moissanite from Amazon. Yeah, we listen. We want that for you. We want it for you because it's important for you. And there is nothing wrong. I understand you just made the uh, the big plan of trying to have a baby and stuff like that. So you you know I understand you're like oh I don't know if I want to lay another one on him, but why not? I mean, if you can't be open and honest with the man that is going to be your baby's daddy and your future husband. That you don't want to start off that way, so just get it out, say it, and hopefully it'll work in your way. And then, if not, like you said, you know, this man is going to eventually be your husband. And if he's not ready yet and you want it to be on his time, then be patient with it. Also, let me just say, mm-hmm. he already has a child, mm-hmm. you've been together for a long time. It sounds like you guys have a very healthy relationship. You're already planning for a baby, which is a much bigger commitment than putting a ring on your finger. Mm-hmm. I don't think that this is going to like scare him away or make him be like, oh, I don't want to do that. Right. I don't think that that's going to happen. I don't think so either. I think I think it will work out just I fine. Think, I think he's probably not thinking that you want it right now, but that's Maybe. why I'm thinking, just say it. Like, it's really important for me that the baby and I have your last name and those yeah. And reiterate that you don't have to have a, a crazy ring. Maybe he feels like he needs to save up for this like special big moment. I mean, it doesn't seem like that's what you want. It doesn't seem like you... you aspire that in life so be like listen get me a moist night ring like doesn't have to be anything crazy just get that certificate you know i'll take a ring pop ring man <laughs> just just maybe something that'll last a little bit longer 
<laughs> maybe a plastic ring. <laughs> but yeah, I think if you approach it in a playful way, um, we obviously don't know your relationship at all, but that's how I would approach it. Yeah, I would too. Yeah. Not like sit him down and I need to have a conversation with you, you know? Listen, I just thought it was, I, I hate when I have to say something and I don't know how to say it. Last night I was watching a show, unrelated, but this little part reminded me of this, in a sense. We were watching Good Doctor, which I absolutely love that show. Anyway, we were watching an episode where a little girl comes in and she needs an MRI and the doctor is like, I need, you have to give me your ring because, you know, you can't wear jewelry going into the machine. And she goes, it's just a bubblegum wrapper. My dad made it for me. And... Because I wanted a sapphire for my birthday, like a sapphire ring, and they can't afford it. So the dad made it out of a bubblegum wrapper uh-huh. and calls it a placeholder. <laughs> and it was the cutest oh, thing. So cute. you could just tell your man, even if it's just a placeholder, yeah. <laughs> you know, like yeah. for what to come in the future, if it is important to you for ha- to have, you know, a nicer ring or something That's like that. Saying, just go get like, like a $30 a, ring. A little placeholder. Yeah. <laughs> so sweet. I can't. It's so wholesome. I love it. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I think just say what you want, put it out there and hopefully he'll make it happen before. And if not, you know, eventually it will. Mm -hmm. I would say ask him to marry you, but you do want that proposal that's important to you. So and let it know that you want a special proposal, you know, Mm -hmm. if you haven't already made it known. Mm. Okay. Friendship help. Hi, ladies. I want to start by saying how much I love you guys and how much listening to the podcast in my free time has brought me happiness and navigate issues slash relationships that were similar to the other emails that have been sent in. We love that. Awesome. That's so true. It doesn't have to technically be their email for them to get like Mm -hmm. help on their situation because a lot of these situations are like can be generalized, Mm -hmm. you know? Okay. Uh, This is my first time writing in. I want to give a little backstory on my friendship with my friend. This will be a long one, so Alyssa might want to read. Here we go. (laughs) My friend is always one of those people that plays victim and is never happy in any of the relationships as she picks and picks until there is a fight. Which, for the most part, myself and our other friend just agree with her to keep peace because it's easier to do so. Oh, that's not good. Uh, She is engaged to a guy that she can't stand and hates his child that he has with his ex-wife, who he's not with because the ex-wife ended up doing drugs mm. my wife uh sorry my friend always talking is always talking about how she cannot stand her soon-to-be stepson who is nine years old she does have a child with her fiance and her fiance also has a daughter with a different baby mama so two that would be stepkids and one child that they have together she also knew about both kids prior to them being together so now mm-hmm. to the issue, at, so he has a boy from a, mo- a different mother and then a girl daughter from, from a, a different, different mother, mother and then they have a, one girl together. Correct. Okay. Which she knew about both she of them. She knew about it. Chose to have a baby with him, okay. is engaged and she can't stand him or the kids. Okay. The hell did you get yourself into? So now to the issue at hand. Our friend was having a birthday party at her house and I swear anytime said friend goes to any event, there is some sort of drama, which we were just hoping for a fun night. So we go to the party and hope for no drama and we almost made it without the drama. Almost. I headed for the bathroom and my friend wants to go with me. So I said, okay. And is looking sad. So I asked her, what's wrong? Are you doing okay? And she goes, no, I'm not. And then I asked her 
if her and her fiance are doing okay. And she says no and goes into the, I'm depressed. Her and her fiance got into a fight before I got here because the fiance doesn't think the nine-year-old child is his child. Which their whole relationship of four years, she has never thought the child was her fiance's. Mm. At that point, I ask her, well, what does a paternity test and finding out what the child finding out that the child who is nine years old solve if that's the case. And she says, I don't have to deal with him anymore and him being unappreciative. So then I ask her how old the child is now and she says nine. And I go, well, I don't think that that's not trying to be, I don't think that he is trying to be unappreciative. I think he's just kind of lost and he's Mm -hmm. processing big emotions and feelings while trying to understand why his mom is on drugs. She then says, He's not stupid. He's smart and he knows and talks about his mom like he doesn't see me come home every day in scrubs trying to give him a better life than life when he's here. And again, I say I don't think he fully understands or is processing his mom being on drugs. He's nine. It's a lot to wrap your head around at that age. And having one safe home and another unsafe home is a lot on a child. And I don't think that he's intentionally trying to be unappreciative. And again, she tells me he knows what's going on. He's not dumb. He knows what's going on. And at that point, I realize we will not agree on the situation. And so I say, we don't agree, and that's okay. And as a mom and a parent myself, I'm stepping away from this conversation. I then try to leave the bathroom, and she tries to keep talking to me about it, and then says, like, you have any idea how it is dealing with a kid that isn't yours and him having a parent on drugs. And I look at her, and I said, me of all people know what it's like to have a parent on drugs. It's hard as a child to process those emotions in a good way. I leave the bathroom, and she's following me, trying to keep the conversation going. And the whole time, I'm walking to my husband, and I'm saying, I'm done with this conversation. We aren't agreeing. That's fine. Before I got to my husband, who was sitting not far outside the bathroom, I had told her five times that I was done having the conversation because we don't agree. I then tell my husband that I'm ready to go home and he says, okay. And so we go to leave and she's still following us out of the house. And my husband then stops her at the door and says, stop. She's done. We are leaving. You don't want to do this while you're drunk. She's drunk. That makes sense. Mm. She then smacked him across the face and pushes past him. I'm at this point trying to get in the car and now she is screaming what a fucking bitch I am and how I don't understand sometime after she came out of the house and she smacked my husband again who was trying to protect me from her so I wouldn't get in a physical fight with her. She kept pushing way to me because I was getting in the car and so my husband then puts his arm up in front of him like... And she runs into his arm and falls down because she's drunk. So at that time, two friends she invited to the party that wasn't hers are now coming outside and she's on the ground as they, as they come out to her, as they come to get her, not knowing what's going on and what happened. I'm pissed and worked up and my friend whose party we were at comes to talk to me about what was going on um, and she was in the shop when all this started. Huh? What was going on? She was in the shop when all this started, and I'm telling her what happened, and I'm getting a call, and she was trying to call me to apologize, but I ignored it because I had to calm down. Her two friends leave now, so I can go back inside and tell everyone what happened and why the fight started, and then an hour later comes her fiancé and her friend's husband to fight because my husband— to fight my husband because she said that he assaulted her. Oh, Jesus. Her friend's husband came in with an attitude, ready to fight, and I had to tell him what happened, and he's like, that's typical, she's always doing this bullshit, and then one other guy goes out and her fiance tells her fiancé what happened, who was in the car, and they made sure to say that my husband in no way assaulted her, and she actually 
assaulted him, but I still went out and apologized to her fiance who said it wasn't my fault. Thank you for sticking up for his son. Here's where I need the advice. I feel like now our other friends will feel like they have to choose a side and I'm not sure where to go with this friendship now, especially since I feel like I should get an apology and so should my husband since she hit him and then lied and said that he assaulted her. But I don't know if she will ever apologize and she will just act like it didn't happen. And should I just cut my losses and be done with the friendship or try to work things out since we've been friends since the fifth grade? Thank you, lovely ladies, for your help. And sorry for the long email. I hope it makes sense. I've attached a picture of my little family. Oh, my God. So adorable. So cute. Um, I would peace out of that friendship so quickly. I agree. She's been nothing but negative, drama, fighting, picking. She's putting herself in situations for the drama, clearly. Clearly. Because otherwise, why would she get with a man who she doesn't even care for? She's engaged to. She has a baby with. And he has two kids that she, quote, can't stand, which is so horrible. Um, It seems like she looks for the drama and keeps putting herself in it. She starts shit wherever she goes. You know, she like you said, she picks and picks and picks and picks. What are you getting out of the relationship that would even want to make you stay friends with her? Like, that's a big thing. Like, if you're putting into putting into and putting up with relationships or friendships and you're not getting anything in return like what is the point i think she feels a little guilty because of the friend group and she doesn't want to like split that up i think that's her only thing well i mean you could choose just not to be friends with her right you know you could still see the rest of your friend group and they can still see her if they choose to but um i think I think the rest of your friends, I, I I think they may follow suit. I mean, if they've seen her, this ugly side of her time and time again and know that she is one that to like pick, pick fights and stuff, they may all, which might be what you're saying, like they may all one by one start just sort of disowning her as part of this friendship group. But, you know, there's only so, there's only so much you can do. And I wouldn't sacrifice my sanity. You have a family yourself. You have children. Why would you want that around your children? Like, I wouldn't. Not at all. I agree. I also don't think you should make yourself like feel like you have to stay in it just because you've been friends since the fifth grade. It's like saying, should I finish this meal just because I cooked it? And give myself a stomach ache, or should yes. I put the meal away and finish it tomorrow? Oh, no, you always have to finish a meal. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. But you know what I mean? It's like, yes. you know, or if you're at a restaurant, you feel bad like wasting a little food or taking it to go and you might not eat it later, but it's like, boo, would you rather take those extra few bites and get a stomach ache? Mm. Or just put it aside and save it. Mm-hmm. It's like it doesn't matter. Yeah. You know? That was yeah. a pretty bad analogy. No, but. because it's with anything. If you think right. about it, would you stay at a job you're not just happy with? Just because you've been that. there for five years. Right. Would you stay in a an abusive relationship just because yeah. you've been there? No. So you would get rid of them. Right. This is an abusive relationship. Yeah. She is she's a fucked up individual. I guess and she obviously needs help. Yeah. But yeah. I guess that's what I was trying to say with the restaurant. It's like, you don't want to waste money, but also, like, is the stomach ache worth it just right. because you spent the money? It's like, just because you spent those years, is the headache worth it? It's not. It's okay, right? It is okay. Yeah. Cut the ties. Doggy bag that shit. Doggy bag that food <laughs> to go. Yes. Or throw it in the trash or if it's that bad. Or throw it in bad. the trash, yeah, because you don't, your mental health 
And the fact that, look what she tried to do with getting the men to come and try to kick your husband's ass because she lied and said he assaulted you. I mean, her. Ugh. That's just drama that you don't need, your husband don't need, and definitely your kids don't need to be around. Doggy bag that bitch. Mm. <laughs> Title for today's Take episode. Take her to go. <laughs> Take that bitch to go. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't. <laughs> I wouldn't. And I understand that, you know, if you're a sensitive, empathetic kind of person, it might hurt you to make that disconnect, but just pull the plug. You I need to. I what your husband thinks. Zane would be like, you would be nuts if you stayed friends with that bitch. <laughs> like, he's probably like, she's nutso, and I don't want to be around her. He's probably like, finally, damn. Yeah. Maybe he's tried. Maybe, maybe he's, he's tried, tried to tell you, yeah. Over the years, like, you know, what are you getting from her? Yeah. 11-11, make a wish. Whoever's listening and looked at the clock and it's 11-11, that's like an extra wish. That is an It's like extra an extra, wish. extra good wish. Okay. You done? Okay. Yeah. Um, thank you guys so much for listening today. Can I just That was say, a doozy. It was I, an emotional one. It was. And with that eleven eleven make a wish, um I've been wishing and praying for a, a, dear, a very dear friend of mine who is battling breast cancer. And she just texted me. But anyway. Just uh, right now? Not at eleven eleven a couple oh, of minutes my God. ago. Imagine. <gasps> Look there it's right there. Oh my God. <laughs> but um she, She's holding up her phone like I can see it. Uh, yeah. Well. <laughs> it's just a notification from her. But I picked her up the other the, the other day from the cancer center and so when she first told me about her cancer, just really quick, when she told me about her cancer, it was a very, very, very aggressive form of breast cancer, and they had to treat it very aggressively, and um, they had did a full scan of her body because they had thought with this whatever particular kind of aggressive breast cancer that it had definitely spread everywhere. She got the test results back. Doctor was like, you're some sort of walking miracle because it did not spread everywhere. It is just confined to your breast. We still have to treat it aggressively. Okay, so she's been going through chemo, everything else. The doctor's like, gave her a very slim, ooh, gave her a very slim chance of survival. Also because she has a bad heart that only operates at 40%. So the, uh, the aggressive chemo, they had to find a way to offset it so they're giving her some sort of medication to like as she's going through the infusions and stuff they're trying to give her some sort of medicine to make her short her heart stronger okay anyway the whole entire point is is i pick her up tuesday and she gets in the car and she is crying and i said are you okay and she said jerry whatever you're doing keep doing because the tumor is shrinking and then we cried hysterical and we held and we hugged and the doctors are baffled because they literally gave her a death sentence. I haven't been able to even talk about her to anybody because in my mind, she was, it was just a matter of time. So now it's like a miracle, you know? That's amazing. Yeah. So my 11 11 wishes have always been. See, yeah. so 11 11 wishes do work. I've been doing that my whole life. I love 11 11 wishes. <sighs> Something about repeating numbers means a lot. Every time I see 333 3, 3, too, I just feel like it's like a good sign. 
So yeah. it works. Yeah. Proof so, in the pudding. <laughs> yeah. So, um. I love that. That's amazing. Yeah, I'm sorry I got emotional, but she's very dear to me. And, you know, I went from potentially losing somebody I really care about to doctors like, I don't know how. It's like a miracle case. Yeah. That's amazing. Like the doctor, she said, it's funny because the doctor, she said the doctor literally walked in and she's like, it's funny because she's very, she, she called her like prissy, like proper. She's a very proper and the doctor walked in and was just like, literally like cursing. Like I have no fucking idea what you are doing. (laughs) And she said it was just so odd because she's such a prim and proper Uh, kind of doctor. So for those words to even come (laughs) out of your mouth. Yeah. But, um, that's funny. And she literally gave me she's like it's my friend like i know how much she prays and cares for me ah! so anyway yes the power of 11, or just the 11. belief in thinking that it works just putting it out in that universe yeah like yeah you know just the thought right the that's placebo thought yeah whatever it is exactly <laughs> and do i think it's my 11 11 wishes that is curing her no but she thinks it and i felt it and yeah, so that's the point. Make your eleven eleven wishes. Put it out in there. Everybody, every all the emails we read today, address what you need to address. Doggy bag that friend. Speak to your man about being a better daddy to his newborn. Like you have to put it out there because you really never know. Make those eleven eleven wishes. Be a better daddy. You know, be a have your man be Maybe a better that's daddy. What you need, girl. I don't <laughs> start eleven elevening that one. <laughs> I don't know what else you're gonna do. You might have to start eleven elevening. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be our answer for everything from now on. I love it. I love it. 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 <laughs> oh my god! Thank you guys for listening. If you want to support this podcast, there's a link down below, and please rate us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. It really helps us out. Okay, okay love, love you. you. Bye. Bye.